Well, praise the Lord. Once again, it's Pastor Jerry coming to you wherever you're at. Praise God. And I'm always grateful and uh, feel very uh, appreciative that you're all connecting with us, listening in. Praise God, getting fed by the Word of God, because it's always a privilege to minister the Word of God. Praise God. Again, I'd like to just put it out there. Uh, let us hear from you. Praise God. You got prayer requests or just a testimony or some kind of thing like that. And uh, just, uh, you know, connect with us. Let us know what's happening. Uh, let us know how you're enjoying it. Amen. So anyway, we call you blessed. Amen. So let's go ahead and dive right into the Word of God today. We're going to go uh, to the book of Romans. Chapter 1 is where we're going to start today. Romans chapter 1. And today, I felt led to minister on a topic that years ago, the Spirit of God, um, uh, I guess the best way I could just kind of give you the, the cliche that he gave me was that association equals destination. And um, I'm going to explain all that today. And um, it's actually... Um, uh, a powerful principle when you get to understand what it's about, and it just makes you a little bit more cautious of uh, what you're feeding on, what you're listening to, uh, you know, who you're allowing to have place in, uh, you know, in, in your ear, so to speak. And so uh, we're going to talk about that. Um, so we're going to go to Romans chapter 1, please. Romans chapter 1. And I'm going to, I think just for sake of time, verse 8, where I'm going to start. It says this, first, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all. And of course, this is Paul talking to the church at Rome, okay, that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness, whom I serve, here we go, with my spirit, okay, in the gospel of his son, with my spirit. Now, if you remember the word spirit, um, basically just means breath, okay, breath. and uh, every spirit, okay, referring to the spirit of God, the spirit of the enemy, man's spirit, okay, whether good or bad, saved or unsaved, every spirit within it holds the capacity to influence another spirit, okay? So that's just something to keep in mind here, okay? So he says here that I am serve, I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers, making request, if by some means, now at least I may find a way in the will of God to come to you. For, here we go, for I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift, so that you may be established, that is, that I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. Now, if you back up here to verse 11, for I long to see you that I may, here we go, impart to you some spiritual gift so that you may be established. And that word established means confirmed, strengthened, uh, literally means to turn in a certain direction resolutely. Okay, so in other words, you're causing another to, uh, you know, basically set a direction. Okay, so uh, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift that so that you may be established. Okay, the word impart, okay, it's a pretty key word here because uh, it, it's uh, metodidomy, okay, is the, is the Greek word, made up of two different words, okay, but it means to transfer, okay, to shape or modify by association 
and connection. Okay, so if you break those words apart, one's talking about shaping uh, to transfer something or to shape one by association, and the other word by to modify by a connection. So metodidomy, okay, is the is the Greek word. So it's talking about here. I want to I want to impart something. I want to uh, somehow here. Uh, I want to be able to transfer transfer something to you, shape you, or modify you by my association or by my connection with you. All right, that's, that's what he's talking about. So he's talking about, of course, out of my spirit. Okay, I'm trying to connect with your spirit. All right, I'm trying to somehow impart something into you. Amen. Just by my connection with, you, by what I'm speaking into you. Amen. Praise God. Now, this word association that's in that definition of impartation, okay, it means uh, frequently in the company of or to connect or be joined with or to keep company with. So that's kind of a key word as we kind of get into this, okay, about association. So now let's, uh, we're going to go now to 1 Thessalonians. Let's go there. We're going to see the same word in action here. 1 Thessalonians and chapter 2, please. All right, let's see here. So, 1 Thessalonians, chapter 2, and we're going to go down here to about verse, um, verse 7 and 8. Let's do that. Now, again, this is Paul talking, this time to the church at Thessalonica, okay? So, verse 7, But we were gentle among you, just as a nursing mother cherishes her own children, so affectionately longing for you. Here we go. That uh, here we go. So affectionately longing for you, we were well pleased. Here we go now to impart to you, same word, metodidomy, okay, to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives. All right. Not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives because you had become dear to us. So he's trying to show you here it's not just about a message only. Okay, now it's definitely a big part of it. Okay, that's why we share our faith because ideas to somehow modify or impart or uh, you know to shape another through uh, you know through our connection, amen. Uh, through uh, you know just by you know being around them, speaking the word to them. Hopefully, he's going to shape them. We we're not taken away from that, but he he may, lets it be known in this text that it's not just the gospel message that we're imparting into you. All right, he says here, we're also imparting into you our own lives. A piece of us is left in you every time we minister to you. Amen. Every time I, as your pastor, uh, minister to you, I'm leaving a piece of me in you. Amen. Because I'm imparting something into you. And it's not just a gospel message, but also a piece of who I am in a sense, gets in you. It begins to modify or shape you, praise God. We have to kind of understand the importance of that. Every spirit, okay, as I said earlier, kind of let the cat out of the bag real early there, but uh, every spirit has within it, praise God, the potential to influence another or to impart into another, okay, whether good or bad. And you have to understand that. And, And really, to be honest, Sometimes what happens, we overlook also all that because we, we lose sight of the fact that there is an unseen realm, okay? And just what you see in the natural isn't the only thing, amen? There's, there's an unseen realm, and the real you is not this physical body, 
The real you is that spirit within. Amen. Just like every other human being on planet Earth. Just like uh, the Father himself. Just like the, uh, the enemy. They all, there's a spirit. Okay. All right. There's a breath. They all uh, contain a breath. Amen. That literally can breathe into another living being. All right. Another spirit. All right. Now just keep hang on to that. Okay. So here we go. Now, associations produce something, okay? They produce um, uh, some form of impartation. Also, associations produce um, uh, destination, okay? It produces where you're headed, where you're going, how you think, okay? So every time there's uh, an impartation, okay, or, uh, you know, a connection or association, it has the potential now to determine a direction in an individual, all right? Let me give you a couple little examples of that. Since we're kind of here in the New Covenant, let's go to Galatians chapter 3, please. Galatians chapter 3. And it's just a, a little easy way of looking at it, okay? Galatians chapter 3. And uh, verse 1 says this, O foolish Galatians, okay, who has, here we go, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth for whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. Who has bewitched you? In other words, he's saying here, this is somebody he's already been ministering to and influencing and really, in a sense, imparting into their lives. Okay, and now all of a sudden he's recognizing that there's something else, there's a shift that's happening, something taking place here. And what he's recognized is somebody else has got in there, which is ha exactly what happened, and began to speak something contrary to what the gospel message was. So something that was off, all right? So now he's saying, who's bewitching? In other words, who's, 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 who's uh, changing you or shaping you right now? Okay? Who, uh, who's imparting into you right now that's changing you? All right? Now, again, that word impartation, right? Uh, metodidomy, okay? means to transfer. So something being transferred to shape and modify by an association or a connection, okay? By just keeping company with somebody, all right? Just by connecting. And again, it's not just by, uh, you know, somebody speaking a gospel message, okay? It's anything that we're hearing, listening to, meditating on, another individual speaking, saying, doing, right? Come on now, that, that can be imparted into us, okay? Now, with that said, let's look at another one here. 1 Corinthians, and we're going to go to chapter 11. Now, this is Paul again talking. He said, imitate me, just as I also imitate Christ. And the whole thing we're talking about is, listen, okay, I'm trying to influence you, to impart into you. And the idea is for you for a piece of me to get into you so that you begin to go in the same direction that I'm going. So he says, you know, imitate me as I imitate Christ, all right? So as I, as I lean on Christ and draw from Christ, in other words, of being imparted, amen, being, uh, you know, modified by my time with Christ, I'm just asking you that as I minister to you, you hook up and allow the same thing to happen to you, praise God. So that's what he's talking about. Imitate me as I imitate Christ, amen. And again, it's just another way of showing you the power of influence, okay? The power of impartation, all right? And that's why you have to guard 
what's being fed into you. You have to guard who's, who are you giving ear to? Who are you letting speak into you? Now, I'm hoping that you're hearing this today, okay? Um, I guess I'm, I'm always hoping that you're hearing whatever we're sharing. But the point is today, because of a lot of nutso stuff going on out there, okay, a lot of stuff being said, a lot of people are trying to do their part to impart into you, okay? They're trying to influence you by whatever. There's a message out there. It isn't, and I think most of us know it, isn't always the gospel message that's being, that's being broadcasted, okay? A lot of things being said. A lot of things being done. And if you don't guard it, what happens is pretty soon there's a piece of that, amen, or a piece of that individual that gets into you. Sometimes it's not just the message. Remember, that's what Paul said. There's a piece, not just the gospel message I'm speaking to you, but a piece of our own life is being imparted into you, all right? So you'll always have to be aware of that, all right? Now, with that said, let's go to Proverbs. We'll spend a little time in Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 13, I think, is where I want to go first. All right? Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, you think about associations and connections with people. Um, you know, if you kind of look at the, uh, some lives of some different individuals in the Word of God, you know, you see where um, Elisha connected with Elijah and then was able to carry on that mantle and even to a greater degree even. But he, there was the impartation that was there all the time. Okay, we even see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and the impartation that they got out of Daniel, spending time with Daniel. Amen. You see Joshua and, his, and the impartation that he got by just walking alongside Moses. You know what I'm saying? We see even in the New Covenant where Timothy, for instance, okay, Timothy, uh, who walked with, with Paul, okay, would then there was that impartation that happened into his life that was allow him to, to move forward and do what he did. It's what modified and shaped him, praise God. All this based on associations, praise God. Now, maybe I'll just toss this out here right now because who knows you know, if I'll have an opportunity later. But uh, you know, what we're called to do is associate with those who have a common future and not a common past. Now, it's just hang on to that because you know, we get born again and we come out of you know, a, a certain kind of background. Some of us maybe didn't have you know, a dark past, and that's, that's definitely uh, true. Uh, some of us maybe did, okay? But regardless, um, we're called to connect and associate with those who have a common future. Okay, so in other words, we're, still, we're called to connect with those who, you know, stand, uh, you know, in the, in, in the ways of God just like you. Okay, we, we're, we're called, to, you know, to move forward in the things of God and our, and our um, you know, what we should be feeding on and hearing is those that have that common future. You know, those that also serve the Lord and know the Lord. And you know as well as I do that not everybody out there serving God, obviously. And it ain't like everybody out there that doesn't, you know, that, that hasn't received Christ as all, you know, wicked, evil things, you know. But, but regardless, you just have to understand, we, you have to be aware of the influence factor here. You've got to be aware of the impartation factor, okay? And uh, they might be a swell person, a fun person to visit with. They may be, you know, have this or that going for them, whatever. Uh, but you have to understand that if you if you allow yourself a, a you know that connection there for a length of time, it, what happens there's a there's a piece of that that gets in you, okay, 
Now, you know, we want that to be a good thing, not a bad thing. So that's why we have to guard who we talk with, who we fellowship with. And again, I'm not asking you all to go out there and be, you know, act a bunch, you know, weird and all that kind of stuff. And I can't talk to you. I can't. No, no, no. That's, I'm, we're talking about these, uh, you know, things that you're allowing a, a more of a, a consistent connection. Okay. It's one thing when you just, you know, fellowship and talking with a friend here and there. Okay. But we're talking about this thing when you're allowing somebody really to feed into you, their opinions, their, their reasonings, okay? And if they don't know Christ, I'm telling you, somewhere along the line, it's going to be off base, okay? And you just have to be aware of that, okay? Now, a lot, enough being said here. Proverbs 13, verse 20, please. It says, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. He who walks, that word walks means associates. Okay, he associates with wise men. It's kind of what I was saying earlier. Okay, he associates with wise men will be wise. In other words, okay, there's an impartation. Okay, so you're hanging out with somebody that that walks in the wisdom, and of course, in context, talking about the wisdom of God. Okay, so uh, you know you're hanging out with those that operate out of the wisdom of God. What it means is now all of a sudden, because of that association, there's an impartation. Amen. And now, as a result, it determines your direction. All right. So now you become wise. You become uh, a person that walks in that same kind of influence. Okay. That same kind of uh, modification or or impartation. Okay. Okay. That that just because the fact you hang out with him, you associate with him. Praise God. But then it goes on. But a companion of fools will be destroyed. In other words, you hang out with the wise, you become wise. You hang out with the fool. Guess what? Okay. That's where you head. And as a result of it. Destruction lies way. You know, it's out there, okay? You end up getting on a wrong road. Amen. And so uh, a lot of folks, you know, maybe have, uh, you know, have a voice and, and all that, but uh, they're, if, if they don't know the Lord, there's probably a good chance they're on a wrong road, all right? And, uh, or at least somehow they're tainted, in the, you know, the message or the, uh, the impartation that's coming off them is tainted, okay? And so, uh, you have to understand that the more that you listen, the more then it affects you. So if 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 they're not walking in the wisdom of God, instead they're being uh, foolish. Now, just just for the you know, just let me just say this, okay? Uh, one of the things that the Scripture talks about a fool. And there's a lot of things in Proverbs here that, that defines a fool, and some of it ain't ain't real good. But there's some of it just a matter of um, just the fact that when you say you know when you're not yielding to the voice of God, or not yielding to God, okay, one of the uh, places, a couple places actually in Psalms brings out that uh, just by saying no to God makes you foolish, okay? So when I'm talking about a fool, I'm talking about somebody that's, they're not necessarily taking their instruction from God, okay? They're, they might be a great individual, fun person to visit with, fun person to listen to, but if they're not taking their leads from God, you have to understand that there's an opportunity there now uh, for you to get on a wrong road or the message to be tainted or what's getting into you is tainted. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're going down some road, you got no business going down. Okay. So that's, that's what we're talking about here. Okay. So in other, in other words, associations can add to you or subtract from you. Okay. In other words, it shapes you. This verse here, if you kind of look at the word companion, uh, in this thing, so it's kind of like companion of fools. It is talking about an association, okay, or to frequently be in the company of, okay, that's what it's talking about again. So I want to kind of clarify something I had said earlier. You know, we're not talking about where you just, 
you know, meet somebody on the street. Hey, how you been? Good to see you. You know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we're not talking about that. We're talking about somebody that's literally you're, you're there. You're letting them feed into you. Okay. Okay. That's, that's a different thing. So that means you're freak, the frequent, okay, association. Okay. Now that you're allowing that, you're taking in, okay, what's being, uh, you know, what's being presented. Okay. In a sense. All right. All right, let's look at another text since we're right here close. Let's go to chapter 12, chapter 12, and we're going to go to verse uh, 26, amen, and it says this, the righteous should choose his friends carefully, for the, for the way of the wicked leads them astray, saying the same thing. In fact, years ago, I heard a statement, and it kind of, to me, it just makes a lot of sense, you know, uh, show me your friends, and I'll show you your future, you know. And that's so true, you know. You remember how mom and dad always got on you for, you know, hanging out with the wrong crowd, you know, or maybe I'm the only one that had that happen to. But, but anyway, you know, you, you know, they try to, that's, that's just another way of telling you, listen, uh, you know, where, the direction they're going, you're going. And so you can't be hanging out with the wrong crowd, you know. Well, I don't know that I necessarily gave a lot of heed to it back then. But when I, when I came to know the Lord, that same thing, it began to make some sense to me. And, and then when that statement was made that, you know, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And so then it began to become real to me, okay, that the, the individuals that I, that I have speaking into me, you know, whether it's just somebody at, at a workplace or somebody, uh, you know, ministering the word or somebody on the news or, so, you know, whatever it is, okay, uh, somebody at some talk show or some kind of, you know, whatever, um, you know, uh, and I'm not picking on anybody. I'm just telling you, you know, it doesn't matter. It's all over there. Remember, every human being has a spirit, okay? And they have a breath. That spirit has a breath. And it's, and, and, and it's, it's breathing onto another, okay? So every spirit has the potential to influence another spirit. Okay, every spirit has the potential to influence another. Okay, you just have to be aware of that. And if they don't know Christ, that doesn't mean they, you know, that they their spirit don't count. It just means it's a different spirit. Okay, and so you just have to be aware of that. All right. So anyway, um, you know, I I started making note that when I listen to certain opinions come from certain individuals that all of a sudden it starts affecting my opinion or affecting how I think about something. And, you know, you get something in, you hear something enough and meditate on something enough pretty soon. It modifies your thoughts, which then begins to modify. Come on now. It's this progression. Okay. It goes from your thoughts and pretty soon it's, it's your words, it's your actions. Cause everything, you know, cause really what it does is it, it first starts with a thought. It starts renewing your mind to a different, a different thing, and then it sinks down into your heart, okay? And then once it starts taking root there, that's where it affects everything, your words, your actions, which then can lead to something, you know, either good or bad, depending on what it is, right? Now, I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, like I said, I'm not trying to be critical of anything, and I'm not trying to make everybody all, you know, kind of thing. I'm just trying to, you know, have you aware of what you let feed into you. You know, if you're going to be feeding on something, somebody that's sarcastic, for instance, if they're always sarcastic, okay, about everything, okay, I guarantee you, you do that for a little bit, and you're going to watch. I mean, just just take note, okay, because it ain't going to be long, and you're going to end up being real sarcastic. Okay, that's just the case. 
Okay, you end up being around something that's just somebody that's just not kind at all. Okay, somebody that's just rude and mean, and you you kind of take that in and think that's pretty soon that's what you start doing. All right. Now you start taking in uh, you know the you know being around individuals that that you know that are that walk in the wisdom of God as we read earlier. You know they're gonna you're gonna end up walking in that same kind of wisdom. Okay, that's gonna get on you and in you and around you and begin to shape you and modify you. You hang out with fools. It's inevitable. Okay, the word even says you end up, you know, you end up destroyed. In other words, even though you you serve God, even you love God, okay, you end up going down, get on some road you got no business being on, and next thing you know, you're you're ruin and destruction. That's what it all means. So pretty soon, there are parts of your life falling all apart because you're hanging out with, you know, feeding on the wrong thing, being imparted into by something other than uh, the Spirit of God. All right. So anyway. So here in chapter 12, then it says here, guard, you know, you got to choose your friends cautiously or carefully, right? In fact, the uh, word friend here again, okay, meaning the same thing, association or companion, okay? Again, it refers to something about choosing an alliance or connection or, or uh, affiliation. So again, it's not just talking about just a common, hey, greet somebody on the street, shake a hand, good to see you, okay, bye, see you until the next time you see them. We're talking about somebody here that you're connection with, you're you're spending a lot of time with. You got to guard who you spend all your time with. Okay, that's what it's talking about. And now it says, "For the way of the wicked leads them astray." Okay, let's define that just so we all know what we're talking about here. Okay, the way here just means the journey or course of life, mode of action, manner of living or thinking. Also, okay, for the way of the wicked. Now, this word wicked means actively in and out or up and down, means unstable morally, okay, guilty of wrongdoing. But this, the word wicked here, um, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, somebody hears that and they think that's talking about the unsaved. No, it ain't just talking about the unsaved. It's talking about those that are up and down, in and out. Now, this, this word wicked would be we, a word that could come out of that, we, what we use sometimes like wicker furniture, okay, kind of use that one because that's kind of a, that same type of word because wicker furniture is a furniture that, that has, uh, it's weaved, okay? It's up, it's down, it's in, it's out, okay? It's weaved, okay, which makes it then wicker furniture, okay? Well, there's a lot of people out there, even people that know the Lord that are up and down, in and out. One minute they're serving God, the next minute they're all over the map, okay? Now, again, I ain't saying this to get critical of everybody, but that's why it says you got to choose uh, who you're going to associate with with caution, okay? It's one thing to greet somebody. It's another thing to develop an intimate connection, amen, or fellowship, or a consistent, constant type uh, fellowship. It's, 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 it's completely, uh, it's, it's a dangerous thing if that's who you're connecting with, those that are up and down all the time. Because it's inevitable that's what you're going to be. One minute you're serving God, next minute you're not. Listen, I've seen a lot of folks. I mean, uh, listen, I'm, you know, I'm no novice. I've been in this thing for over 30 years, okay? Been serving as a senior pastor for right at 30 years. And uh, I can tell you, okay, time and time again, how many times people, just by who they hung with and what it did for their walk, what it did for their, their life. Okay, one time they're serving God, they're doing great, and then they start connecting with something they shouldn't be. Next thing you know, they're feeding on something they shouldn't be. They're listening to something. They're taking in the opinions of another that they shouldn't. And pretty soon, as a result of it, it affects them. Pretty soon, you don't see them in the house of God anymore. You don't see them 
uh, serving anymore, helping anymore, giving anymore. I mean, just off and on, just in all kinds of things. And next thing you know, they're coming around saying, I don't understand why my life is falling apart. Well, I can tell you why your life's falling apart, okay? But you don't want to hear it, okay? You're too busy, you know, being more imparted by another voice or another uh, thing, another spirit breathing in you that shouldn't be breathing in you. And they say, well, they serve God, yeah, but they're up, they're down, they're in, they're out. They're not, they're not faithful, okay? They have a walk that really, quite frankly, the Word talks about here, okay? They're, they're, it, they're in, they're out, they're up, they're down. Okay, they're, they're unstable in their walk, all right? And again, you say, well, you're just being critical. Not being critical of anybody, amen? In fact, maybe if you would stand your ground and be who you're called to be, maybe then you get stable, okay, because you start feeding on something else, something you should be. Maybe then you could be the one, the stable one in their life, and the next time you connect with them, okay, you can help them get their uh, act together, so to speak, okay? And that's, you know, it's all about influence. It's all about impartation, okay? And the idea is that for you to get to where you need to be in God so that when you're connecting with us, you're imparting into them instead of them imparting into you. Uh, just something to think about, all right? And again, we're not condemning anybody. Praise God. It's just, it's just the facts, okay? There's just some people. There's a lot of folks out there that uh, I love. They're good, great people, but I just know when it comes time to them, you know, Given me their thoughts and opinions, I just can't give a lot of heat to it, all right? I have to go by what God has to say, amen, what He says in this book. And if it don't line up with that, if it's not coming out of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, then it's coming out of a different spirit. And I just have to be aware of that because somehow or another, it's trying to breathe into you. All right, anyway, again, I'm just kind of repeating myself. But let's go to Psalms uh, chapter 1, please. Psalms chapter 1. Psalms chapter 1, hallelujah, associations, here's some more statements here, associations create doorways, all right, leading to success or defeat, all right, hallelujah, associations will either empower you or deprive you of your, of your destiny, there you go, I thought this was a kind of a neat statement one time I heard, uh, and here's how it goes, it just says that when, when writing your life story, Guard who you let hold the pen. But that's pretty good. When writing your life story, guard who's holding the pen. Because that determines, see, who's out there, who's feeding in you is going to determine where your life's headed. Okay, remember the whole thing in the beginning. In fact, that's probably how we're titling this message. Okay, association equals destination. Always. Okay, there ain't no, out, there's no way around that. That's the way it works. Okay, what you let associate and feed into you, impart into you, is going to determine where you're headed, okay? And you may have all kinds of gift and calling. You may have all kinds of great potential in God. But if you're letting some fool, okay, impart into you, guess what? You turn into a fool, okay? And then you end up going down that same road, the road of destruction, the Word says, okay? Now, let's look at another text here, Psalms 1, kind of a common psalm. But let's look at it. I, I actually like the, this psalm. It says, blessed is the man, or empowered, or uh, and, you know, to uh, it means empowered to excel or succeed or prosper. Blessed is the man, here we go, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners. Now get this, remember, you're blessed if you're not walking in the counsel of the ungodly or standing in the path of the sinner or sitting in the seat of the scornful, okay? You're blessed if you're not doing these things, right? Got that? Okay. 
But his delight, in other words, this individual that's going to be blessed, his delight is going to be in the law or the word of the Lord. Okay, in other words, in God's thoughts, God's ways, right? And in his law, here we go, he meditates, okay, takes, literally means to take a thought and to sit and ponder, to look at it with the mind's eye, to turn it, rotate it. Okay, so you're taking the word of God and that's what you're going to meditate on. That's what you're going to feed on and meditate on. It says day and night. And that word day and night is not just talking about when the sun's out, when the sun's not. I mean, which I guess could fit there, but really it's talking about in the good times and the bad times. Okay, in the high times, in the low times. In the times that everything, you know, shining bright and the times that everything looks a little bit bleak and dark. Okay, that means both. Because the reason that's necessary is because a lot of times when it, the pressure's on, we have a tendency to start looking another direction or feeding on something else we shouldn't be feeding on. And that becomes very critical, very dangerous. And especially in today, uh, you know, the stuff that's going on today, that becomes real critical. Okay, because when the pressure's on real quick, everybody starts looking and listening to everything else out there. And all it's going to do is breathe into you. And you just have to ask yourself, what's it breathing into me? What's imparting into me? All right. All right. So here we go. Uh, so it says, uh, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be, in other words, the blessed person here that's doing this, shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Now get this. Remember now, it says what not to do, what to do in this text. So the blessed man is taking the Word of God or the ways of God or the thoughts of God and meditating on that day and night. And as a result of it, it becomes really like a person that's planted by, you know, like a tree that's been planted by uh, the rivers of water. Amen. And all, it produces something. It bears the fruit. And it begins to walk in success. That's why it says, blessed is the man. In other words, empowered to succeed and prosper is the man. But now we got to go back up here and look at verse 1. Because it tells you a guard, it tells us to guard, you know, who we're letting him impart into us, who we let influence us. Okay? So it says, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Okay, so what does that mean? Well, because it all it's all defined out. The word, the counsel of the ungodly refers to advice, suggestions, or plans of the morally unstable. Okay, again, talking about unstable, morally unstable. Okay. So that's what this word means. Again, if, uh, in fact, if you look at your cross-references, some of you have that, maybe not. It actually uh, uses the word wicked here again. It's that same word, wicker, wicked, right? Come on. So it's talking about here, it may not necessarily be somebody outside of God. Yeah, I know even in the New King James here it says ungodly, but it's really referring to those that are not taking their cues from God, or at least all the time. Okay, there might be off and on, in and out, you know, whatever. And believe me, I know a lot of individuals who know the Lord, okay, that don't get their cues from God. Okay, there's a bunch of them. Okay, and then they're trying to influence and feed other individuals, okay, and there's accountability for that one day, okay, because you're leading, you know, especially if you're taking the young ones, uh, you know, those that have just recently come into the kingdom or they're young in the Lord and you're sitting there influencing them with stuff you shouldn't be influencing, there's a warning on that. And in fact, Jesus gave us warning on that. All right. So we all we all know, you know, if Jesus gave warning about it, it means that there are individuals doing it. And we read earlier, Paul says, Who's bewitched you? 
who, who, who you let feed into you? See, it can be done, okay? And the individuals that were doing that to the, uh, to the church at Galatia, okay, they were professing that they knew God, but yet they were, they were feeding them a message that was so anti, okay, what Paul was talking, okay, because it was tainted, it was wrong, it was off base. So all of a sudden now it's affecting them, okay? So I'm just telling you, I'm not being critical of anybody. All I'm telling you is this, okay? There are people out there, all right, who do not have your interest in mind, okay? They have their own opinions, okay? Their only own, own thought process or own thought pattern, okay, that is, does not line up with this book. And you've got to guard yourself from letting anybody like that feed into you. Okay. Again, it's one thing to shake a hand. How you been? It's good to see you. Okay. You go your way. They go their way. And you know, that's one thing. But when you're sitting here letting them feed into you and it's something that does not line up with this thing, I'm telling you, it's a different breath being breathed into you. And you got to guard that. All right. So he says here, uh, he, the person that's blessed does not walk. Okay. In the counsel of the ungodly. In other words, doesn't take it to heart doesn't take heed to it, okay? Okay, it says, doesn't what? Stand in the path of sinners. See, you notice here, it guards where you walk, where you stand, where you sit. Just take that in mind, okay? So, nor sits, or probably nor stands in the path of sinners. What does that mean, the path of sinners? Well, this word here means a course of living or manner of thinking of the, uh, of the constant guilty offender. So, this word here, sinner, is referring to somebody, the path of the sinner here is talking about those that have a constant guilty offender. Okay, so they're 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 just that's just how they choose to live. Okay. They're just living uh down a, a you know living a lifestyle that they they it's just wrong. Okay. It's a consistent constant. It's not just like that word earlier where it's up and down in and out. This one here is constant. Okay. So you gotta you gotta guard uh where you walk and where you stand, right? So don't you can't stand in the path of those that are consistently living immoral. Okay. It's gonna get on you. Pretty soon, somehow, you, th- you start justifying and think it's okay. I'm telling you, that's how it works. I mean, you're just being critical. No, I'm not being critical. I'm telling you, this is how this works. Because you're letting, that, you're letting that, uh, that spirit breathe into you. And pretty soon, it's imparted. It leaves a peace in you. And it ain't long, and it begins, it's just like a cancer. It begins to feed, and it begins to, uh, to take, all right? And pretty soon... All right, it's fed, it gets so weaved into your lifestyle that pretty soon you think it's okay to live that way, okay to act that way, okay to talk that way, when it ain't. Okay? Are you hearing me? All right. The next one, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Now, this is kind of, you know, get this, okay? Who sits in the seat of the scornful. Now, remember, the blessed man guards where he walks, where he stands, and where he sits. Okay, now what's this one mean? The seat of the scornful means to uh, means literally to, to sit and hear the mocker, okay, or the disrespectful. It refers to false or sarcastic interpreter. Okay, refers to a false or sarcastic interpreter. You know, I even mentioned that a little bit earlier about the sarcasm. Uh, if you, you're around that a lot, it ain't long. Very soon you become sarcastic. All right. Now, I was talking about here, this individual here, okay, it's not just them trying to be a funny. Uh, this is really talking about somebody literally sarcastic about what you stand for and believe in, okay? So this is a little bit more 
a little bit more on the dark side here, okay? Uh, you know, it's not just about somebody just trying to be funny. Okay? This really is somebody that's trying to get you to think of something. Uh, you know, they, they, they're, they're sarcastic about what you stand for, who you stand with, what you stand for. Come on now. I mean, that's what he's trying to do here, this individual. Okay, and if you don't watch it pretty soon, it gets on you. All right. You know, nowadays, got so much of that mess on the Internet, and I'm telling you, okay, say, well, I just want to know what they're saying. Why? Hey, you know what they're going to say. It's nothing good. Okay, what are they going to say? They're going to say something opposite of what you believe for and what you stand for. You're going to sit there and feed on that mess? You kidding me? What's the point in it? Right, all it's going to do is affect you. And you and, but see, if you don't think, ah, oh, that won't happen, then you have no understanding of an un, unseen realm. None. Now, you hear me. There's an unseen realm. And you've got to watch what you let feed into you. It will affect you. So you've got to guard, okay, where you walk, where you stand, and where you sit. Are you hearing me today? All right. Praise God. Hallelujah. Maybe got a little, little intense there for a moment, but I think, I think you got you got to be aware, okay, of the unseen realm. Okay. It's trying to, it's trying to breathe. See, everything's trying to breathe into you. All right. And it will affect, okay, your life from here on out. It could literally, it could literally put you on a course of destruction. It could literally cause you to change direction. That puts you on a road you got no business being on as a child of God. All right. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Years ago, a statement was kind of made. I thought, you know, this kind of fits here. You know, negative associations are like a vacuum that sucked the life out of your dreams. Okay. And I thought, you know, that, that fits in here, okay? Because it's not just your dreams, but your future, whatever it is. Maybe, you, maybe your vision about what you're seeing ahead, okay? So negative associations are like a vacuum that sucked the life out of your dreams, amen? You know, you think about stuff like, um, you know, negative uh, associations. You know, you got Samson and Delilah. Delilah, a negative influence, okay? Wasn't long, now we got trouble, Bubba. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Abraham and Lot, even, there was a little bit of a wrong deal there, okay? Uh, God warned him in the beginning, okay? But, you know, he's a relative, so he brings him on, and it ain't long. Pretty soon they got issues in the camp, okay? So then Lot goes his other way, and now Lot and his family, come on now, negative influence in Sodom. It ain't long, and now they start looking at, you know, everything in Sodom's okay. It ain't okay. okay? It's corrupt. But pretty soon, you're like, well, you know, it's home, and, you know, these people are okay. Now, wait, whoa, 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 break, dude. You're, th you're, th you're off here, okay? You, you've been now imparted into, and now you're justifying things, okay? And it taints how you view things and how you see things. In fact, we know that to be a fact because, you know, now when they, when, uh, through the whole deal, Abraham gets him out of there, Okay. And, uh, you know, with the whole, well, the angel, the Lord, get, get them out, that whole situation with Abraham and everything. But anyway, the point is this, they get out, and they, Sodom has so influenced that family that, that Lot's wife turns back, and the word says when she turned back, and it wasn't just she just, you know, looked, checking, she was literally her, 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 you know, she had a connection. When you look at, at define that out, there was a connection, there was like a part of her that was like, aww, that was home. 
that was my friends. That was my, you know, all my buddies or whatever, okay? But she ended up turning into a pillar of salt, okay? And all of it's symbolic, okay? When you start looking about it, you know, a salt covenant dealing with, you know, she, there was no covenant with her and God. It was all, she had more of a covenant with those back there right now being destroyed. Okay, now anyway, it's a whole other sermon, but, but the bottom line is that's negative influence. Okay, pretty soon it's okay. Pretty soon it's, hey, it's no big deal. Okay, now we see that through our nation. There's a lot of that going on. I'm not just trying to get on some bandwagon here. I'm just telling you, okay, there's a lot of stuff out there that tries to get you to go down a different road, and we start thinking it's okay when it ain't okay. Okay? <laughs> okay? <laughs> anyway, praise God. And that's just, you just got to be aware of that. Okay? And it's amazing how subtle it is. A little bit here, a little bit there, and next thing you know, it's, hey, just, just the way it is. Well, it ain't right. All right? Well, anyway, praise God. Uh, I was thinking uh, another uh, example of, the, of a negative influence would be, um, remember when the, when the 12 spies went into the promised land to spy out the land, and the 10 out of the 12, remember, they all had an evil report. Well, uh, you know, they, they all get talking amongst themselves. Okay, that's how it all happened. They're all on their way back, and even though God showed them and told them what it was, and they got there and went, wow, it's just like God said, but they started seeing everything else. And the Word says they began to, you know, they began uh, to influence the rest of the people, but how it all starts is they sit there amongst themselves, and they begin to influence each other, and it gets off base. And now they're saying something. In other words, see, they've been breathing into each other, something they shouldn't be, and all of a sudden they get now in a place, you know, they're, they're leaders, okay? They're standing up there now with a place of influence, now breathing into the rest of the people of God, and guess what? They all hook, line, and sinker took it, and as a result of it, okay, it, it, it spread through the camp. Now get this, get this, okay? Hear this. God never intended the children of Israel to be roaming in a wilderness for 40 years. That was never God's intention. The scriptures are clear. And anybody that will tell you different, they, they need to read the book. Okay? Because God said they were to come out to me and worship at this mount. All right? And then from there, it was an 11-day walk where they can view over into the promised land and go into the promised land that he had promised. But what happened was they come back because they were gone 40 days, they come back, and because they came back with an evil report, or at least the 10 of them, you know, Joshua and Caleb were on the other side saying, whoa, whoa, breaks, dude. That ain't not, that's, uh-uh, God said we can do it, we can do it. Well, those are the only two of the 12 that got to go into the promised land. But the rest of that generation, okay, died in the wilderness, and for 40 years, the word says it's clear, for the 40 days, one year for every day, but they were in there spying out the land. So those 10 that brought an evil report, come on now, affected the rest of the children of Israel. Literally, that generation never even got to experience the promised land because of a negative influence. Woo! That's pretty, uh, you know, it's pretty serious stuff, okay? Now let's look at this, all right? Uh, chapter, let's go to John now. Let's go to John. Uh, maybe we got one, maybe this, we might wrap it up on this one, maybe. We'll see here. John chapter 8. And let's see, go to verse 10 here. 
Okay, what we got here is, uh, remember when the, the woman that was caught in adultery, uh, spiritual uh, in, you know, leaders there, they brought her to Jesus, and they're just trying to trip Jesus up. That's all they're trying to do. And uh, there's a whole lot, I think, more to this story, but I'm just going to kind of come in the middle of it. So basically, Jesus, through the whole deal, he, he basically, you know, they're trying to trip him up. And basically, through wisdom, he, he ends up letting them all kind of, you know, you know, basically leveled them, you know. So anyway, they all leave. And so now this woman's left uh, standing there or laying there, or maybe kneeling there or something, you know, feeling, you know, is she going to get killed, you know, stoned or not or whatever. And so Jesus just says this in verse 10 of John 8, says, And when Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, okay, the woman there, Woman, uh, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one, uh, has no one condemned you? And she said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said, well, neither do I condemn you. Now go and sin no more. Now, what he said is this, okay, listen, go, you know, he, he gave him clarity, okay, I gave her clarity. Listen, okay, I'm not here to condemn you, but listen, change, okay, you're going to have to change. Okay, now listen, listen. Okay. Now, Jesus spoke to everybody. There's a bunch of folks standing around there. So Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. I'm the light of the world, okay? Now, listen, he who follows me, in other words, if you let me impart into you, you let me lead you, okay? Uh, you shall not walk in darkness or obscurity, okay? But have the light of life. In other words, you're going to walk in, in revelation and, and experience absolute life is what it's talking about, okay? You're going to have the life you're called to, all right? Now get this, okay? Because what he's talking about is impartation, okay? So now if you let me lead you, you're not going to walk in the darkness. You're not going to walk in obscurity. You're not going to walk in the shadows. You're not going to walk with... And I think that word actually, uh, dimness or obscurity, but it means uh, in vagueness and uncertainty about what's ahead is what that word darkness refers to. Okay, so you're going if to, you, if you let everything else feed into you, if you're not going to let me lead you, in other words, you're not, you're not going to follow me and if you're going to let me feed into you, is what he's saying here, then what's going to happen? You're going to be uncertain about what's ahead. But if you let me feed into you, then you're going to walk in the light. You're going to know about what's ahead. You're going to be aware of the life that you're called to. Amen. Sometimes that's the only thing that, that makes the difference, you know, when you stop and you look at people's lives, okay, that the more they let God lead them, the more they begin to know what's ahead for them, okay? And, you know, and I'm talking about children of God or, or not, okay? I mean, if there's a lot of people that know Christ, but do not, you know, do not let Him lead, okay? So what happens, they're always unaware or are always in uncertain, maybe is a better word. They're always uncertain about what's ahead. Always nervous about what's going to happen tomorrow, what's going to happen. Listen, when, you, when you're letting him lead you, you walk in the light of life. And all of a sudden, man, you're aware of where you're going, what's happening. Now, if you go back to, you know, where we started this whole thing in Romans, uh, Romans 1, he's talking about, uh, you know, that's what Paul said, you know, uh, with my spirit. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm feeding and leading you, I'm imparting into you with, with my spirit. And as we read another verse, you know, remember he says, I follow him, he imparts into me, and I turn around and I impart into you. And he says, I'm imparting into you. Amen. In other words, I'm, I'm trying to bring you into the light of life. Amen. Bring you out of the dark. In fact, just for a reference, um, uh, the book of Acts, maybe I, we'll just maybe turn there real quick here. And I believe it's chapter 26. It's actually a verse that I really enjoy. Um, Acts 26 and verse 18. Uh, it just, this is Paul uh, telling um, 
really um, talking about his conversion and what the Lord had said to him about his calling. And he just said this, okay, and I, I just love this. He says, I'm here to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sin and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith. Now, every bit of that is about influence, is about impartation. But what Jesus was talking about in John 8 is the same thing Paul was talking about in Romans 1. And what he's talking about here, what Jesus told Paul, amen, when you know that road to Damascus experience that he had, all right, he said, this is what you're called to do. You're called to open the eyes of it. You're called to impart into them what I impart into you. And, from, and as a result of it, you're going to take them out of the dark and, and turn them toward the light. You're going to take them out of the, out of the grip of the enemy, and, and, and they're going to be now in a, in a position to be influenced and, in, uh, and led by God. Amen. They're going to also know who they are. They're going to also be able to walk in their inheritance. Amen. And be what they're called to be and do what they're called to do. And as a result of it, because, or I should say, as a result of, amen, the fact that they were imparted into. That's what he was called to do. And Paul knew he was called to do that. And he knew when he was affecting them in that way. And then also knew, right, with the Church of Galatia, that somebody else has now got in here and making a difference here. And you're, you're, you're going down some other road here. Okay, somebody else imparted in you that shouldn't have been. Okay, they bewitched you. All right, somehow they've smoke and mirrors or whatever it was, they've got you buffaloed into thinking something else than what you should be thinking, okay, because you let them impart into you or influence you. Association always equals destination. It always does. Always does. Praise God. Hallelujah. And what we find out with this little text here, association can bring clarity or it can bring confusion in your life. And that's kind of what I was kind of getting at there. I don't know if it kind of came out that way, but that's what he's talking about. When you, when you, when you walk in obscurity, when you walk in the darkness, you're unsure about what's ahead. But when you hang out with him and let him feed, you're, you're more aware about what's ahead. You're more, you're more clear on where you're headed, who you are, where you're going, who your God is, what God will do. I mean, it's just amazing how much difference that is. And sometimes, you know, for whatever it's worth, uh, you know, over the years, I've seen individuals that have got caught up in other things. And, and that's one of those signs that you see. All of a sudden, they're in confusion. All of a sudden, they're not sure about what's happening, what's going on. That's, that's always a tale of uh, the fact that something else is feeding into you right now, okay? And, and somehow, it's, it's something of a wrong spirit, okay? It's something of the dark instead of something of the light. And that's just, that's just uh, you know, a tale, all right? Again, not to, it's not about con, con, condemning anybody or bringing, uh, you, know, uh, you, know, con, you know, any kind of guilt towards somebody. It's just the fact that just, it's just things you know. And if you understand how this thing works, amen, then you're going to be more aware. And that's why we're teaching this today. And so you're more aware of who you let feed into you. Okay, what, you, what message you're hearing and whose life you're letting impart into you. All right? And this is really the whole message today is just give heed to that. All right? Because there's a lot of voices out there, a lot of... Uh, you know, other spirit breathing or trying to breathe into your spirit, all right? So be guard, you know, be guarded on what you feed on, what you meditate on. Hope you got something today. Father, we give praise and glory once again. Thank you again for your word, for these principles today. Thank you for a people of God that uh, guard who they walk with and who they stand with and who they sit with. Praise God. 
Thank you, Lord God. There are people that lean on you, that walk in the light and not in the dark. And Father, we give you praise and glory. Not only, Lord, that we're aware of who's influencing us, but Lord, we're also aware of our spirit, amen, influencing another and what we're influencing others with. And Father, I give you praise for that. So Lord, thank you, amen, for taking us higher, taking us deeper, and making us the men and women of God that we're destined to be. For that, we give you praise in Jesus' name, amen. I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WO Victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.